Right at the Fork is proud to present this episode of the Joy of Drinking podcast. Welcome back to The Joy of Drinking. My name is Joy Church and I am your host. I'm so excited to share this Valentine's episode with you. It is a two-parter and uh, I'm really excited about this one. Valentine's is for lovers, they say, uh, or for solos like me. (laughs) I am here with Matt Iman today and Matt is the Communications and Marketing Director of Yelp PDX. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm very good. We are drinking wine here today, so this is really fun. Um, and I want to give a shout out, actually. We're at Woven Wineworks. This is a really cool subterranean room um, in northwest Portland, and you should definitely come over here and give their wines a try. Elena Spring is, is a really inspiring woman here in town. She is a wine grower as well as a winemaker, and she has this really beautiful space. It's also available for rent, um, but she's got a Valentine event coming up called Seducing the Senses, and it sounds fantastic. It's a $25 ticket. Uh, I would suggest getting your ticket early. It's an open house style thing from seven or from six to 10 on Valentine's, and she's gonna have great food. She's gonna have um, a perfume specialist here, um, and as, as well as drinking a lot of wine and eating a lot of bites. Um, so again, Woven Wine Works, thanks for hosting us today to record the joy of drinking. And again, don't forget to get your ticket to Woven Wine Works Valentine celebration. So Matt, I asked you to be with us today because I think maybe you, I feel like you're really a man about town. You really know what's going on. And I think that maybe, you know, you're kind of not a single type, right? You're more into couples. Uh, that is, I have been accused of that in the past, yes, and that's probably true. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been on a, a handful of dates here and All right, all yes. right. Yes, well, congratulations on all the dates. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were good dates. Well, <laughs> right. But I think you probably know your way around some good bars and some good cocktails to, oh, yeah. to kind of enhance the dating experience. <laughs> Certainly, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be going around town dating, Portland's a great place to do it. Yes. Uh, you know, if, even if the date doesn't work out, you're still probably getting some good food and drink out of it. That's right. Yeah, at least you get something, right? Even if you're like, I never want to see you again, but I had a really <laughs> great cocktail. <laughs> so oh, yes. on the top of your list, where are some places that people should definitely write down to go check out? Out for Valentine's oh. if they've got a partner and they really want to um, get out on Valentine's Day or that weekend since we're Valentine's this year is on a Friday some people will extend into you know the Valentine's Friday Saturday Sunday where should they go yeah this is gonna be a really big year with it on a Friday there's gonna be uh, a lot of love around this town for a few days now uh, there's places all throughout town that you can really have have a great Valentine's Day I, however, I am partial to hotel bars. Okay. I just like the vibe. Yeah. I like uh, the comings and goings of people. It's a sense of occasion. Everyone's, you know, having yeah. a good time. So. Well, you know, and it's true about hotel bars. I mean, we have some beautiful ones here. This hotel trend really took off a few oh, years yeah. ago. But they're open. Right, so you don't have to worry so much about their hours because mm-hmm. they're a hotel, so their hours are longer, more extended, and they're expecting walk-ins, so it's a usually an easier get. Right? Oh, Just certainly. Go in, have a couple drinks, have a little bite, and then go on, move on for the rest of the evening. But, so what are some of your favorite hotel bars right now? Um, right now? Well, <laughs> I would say uh, my number one probably is Tope in the Hoxton uh, oh, on yeah. the roof. Yeah, right. it's lovely. I mean, that whole hotel is lovely. There's yes. great corners. Just, sneak off into <laughs> intimate spaces. They've designed it really well. 
but uh, their rooftop bar, uh, you know, has a really agave forward spirit program and it's got a really fun design, lots of plants, lots of like subway tile. It's, it's a great uh, space to be in. Uh, plus, you know, there's not a lot of rooftop patio options here and it's a great True. indoor outdoor space that allows it to be used year round. You know, you're not gonna yeah. spend many Valentine's days on uh, patios, I guess. So <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. Well, they have that beautiful, I don't know what we really call that big, it's like an enormous fire pit, fire feature. Yeah, there yeah. too, so there's a lot of, even though when you walk into, if you haven't been, if you go, you go up the elevator and um, there are, it looks kind of small, but there are like really different little seating sections, mm -hmm. right? So you can kind of take full advantage of it there. Yeah, but the group fire pit kind of, yes. you can either just kind of commandeer a corner yourself if you like, yeah. or uh, that's one of the good spots in there for larger for larger groups. So right? yeah, I do like that. Uh, right, depending on how many lovers you have with you for Valentine's. it is Portland, right? <laughs> that's so right. you never right. know. Uh, but uh, all, all kidding aside, it's a really great place to take someone. Yeah. And it's, that's you a good know, one. it's have a sense of occasion of, you know, going through the hotel in the elevator, the doors open up and suddenly right. <laughs> you're in this exciting space that you didn't see before. I think it's a really nice way to impress whoever it is you're trying to That's impress. That's right, right, okay, yeah. excellent. Yeah, so I mean, their cocktail menu is uh, reliably great. Uh, oftentimes I will go off menu uh, just because they do make a fantastic Oaxacan old fashioned. And mm. so I generally okay. uh, have at least one of those while I'm there. But in regards to the drinks that are on their cocktail menu, uh, everyone I've ever had sample the carrot on my wayward son. Oh, yeah. Which first I of all, the name. you're right. It's a, everybody <laughs> loves a pun, uh, but it's a mezcal cocktail. But it's blended up with, uh, you know, carrots and sweet potato and egg white. So it's really, mm. you know, it's savory and creamy uh, with right. the smokiness of the mezcal, and it's I love it. That I, sounds fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's great. And then another one that I tend to gravitate towards is the peach cobbler. Uh, it's a mm. rye cocktail. It's served with brown butter and it has a clarified peach vermouth and cinnamon and I mean if you like peach cobbler you're gonna like you're gonna drink. like this yeah yeah okay so, and I am a fan of that yeah, dessert so yeah, in know, a cocktail even better yeah definitely <laughs> they uh, they know what they're doing there and I really encourage people to try that excellent yeah. okay this is a great list listeners I hope that you have pen and paper or however <laughs> you take notes uh, because this is a really good this is gonna be a great list I can tell Matt's Matt knows his cocktails. Uh, and he knows the spots around Portland to go. So where? What do you? What do you think next? Uh, yeah, for, uh, a couple other hotel bars I really like. Uh, you can't speak on this list and not mention the Driftwood Lounge in the Hotel Deluxe. Uh, you know, classic old Hollywood vibes. Uh, right. Just dark enough. Uh, it's it's really great. It's you know it's been around since the '50s, and that really just shows in their service and their co right. cocktail styles. Everything. Um, They've got a few things there that uh, different people's tastes would be of interest. You know, they've got really fabulous champagne cocktails. Uh, my personal favorite of those is the Pit and the Pendulum. It has apricot brandy and grapefruit bitters as Ooh, well. Okay. Uh, if you really want a sense of occasion, you can do the Absinthe Fountain. Absinthe Fountain. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. I. Um, so Chris from Right at the Fork, he interviewed me about what this podcast was going to be about, meaning what the joy of drinking was going to represent. And he asked me where I wanted to go that I hadn't been. And I've been to the Driftwood Room, but I haven't been been a part of the Absinthe program yet. And I, but I've seen it when I've been mm -hmm. there, right? And it just looks so gorgeous and you know so classic, timeless. And I like Absinthe, so um, I hope to get in there for that. But please, yeah, tell us more about the Absinthe Fountain. 
Uh, well, I mean, you have to really like absinthe, first of all. So right. I think it's right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's fun because you watch it and it does the slow drip over the sugar cube, the very traditional right. presentation. And I think, you know, if, if you're going on a date with someone, it's nice to have something, you know, conversation piece just brought right to your table. Right. So, uh, and also... The couple times I've done it, it gets everyone else's attention too. You'll have the whole room kind of checking out what right. it is you're doing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's a showstopper. It is, yeah, it's uh, it's great. However, I would say at Driftwood, I'm also more likely to move over to the Manhattans. They okay. have their great Manhattan selection. You can actually do a sampler where you get four different varieties, and um, they really run the gambit of what a Manhattan can be. I personally am a fan of the City Poitier. Uh, it's a uh, it's made with Aztec chocolate bitters. And oh, that just, okay. Oh, it's fantastic. So, oh, these sound great. Yeah. And for people that haven't been to the Driftwood Room, it is really small. Uh, although it's cozy, it's cozy <laughs> but um, when you walk in. It can, it's pretty dark. So when you do walk in, it can be a little intimidating to, you think, oh, I don't know if I should be here, but look to the right and then you'll see how these gorgeous booths mm -hmm. and they're really plush. And you, if you're, if you wander towards the, the back, you're going to end up sitting on one of those, right? So it really is kind of a nice, yeah. um, it, you know, just force yourself to walk all the way in. Um, and again, it's kind of just this cave almost type feel, but it's the booths are really plushy and uh, the drinks are always really good. Uh, and it is again really small, but you know I've never had a, a chance with it not to, to where I felt like I had to leave because there wasn't space. Well, and all, if all else fails, you can just take your drink into the hotel lobby, and it's a beautiful space too. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. And as we record today, <laughs> Matt's picture is up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> In the a, lobby, I believe. That is uh, a random coincidence, <laughs> yes. But they gave me a little bit of social media love today, so that was very nice of them. Yes, well, the, and it, a great picture, very nice suit. Uh, <laughs> I anyway. came up on occasion. <laughs> and that is on Driftwood, what do they call themselves? Driftwood Lounge? You for know, their Instagram or Driftwood, I, Driftwood I thought, Room? Yo, gosh, I, here I am pretending to be an expert. And I, well, just because uh, you don't know the room. room. It's Driftwood Room. Yeah, I said room. lounge earlier, but it is yeah. room. But it uh, is a room. So you'll go to their Instagram and you'll, you know, look for Matt's picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I all the other great yeah, pictures. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful <laughs> space. They, uh, they deserve all the accolades they get. That's tr very true. Very true. So, others. Yeah, one other hotel yeah. bar I really wanted to mention, which is Hey Love in mm -hmm. the new edition of the Jupiter, the Jupiter Next. This space is rad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is so much fun. I've really enjoyed going there with, um, you know, either as a date or a group of friends. They do fun parties at night, you know, mm -hmm. kind of dancing, dancing DJ situations. But, you know, for a date, I think, um, I like to go there to the bar, get some really great cocktails, and you can sneak over to the hotel lobby side for a little more intimate seating, right. which I think is important, but the vibe still carries through from the bar into that space. It's right. very organic. Uh, everything is very 70s. It's kind of like drinking in a garden patio in Miami type of thing. <laughs> true. It's really fun. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, they're, they're, they have draft cocktails, which is always easy. I like that. Um, you know, they have an Aperol Spritz, which is uh, a really good one. I'm personally more likely to order their Sharon is Karen, which is basically just a cucumber vodka soda, but right. it's, you know, quick, easy, convenient. Uh, and, you know, I think that you can drink a few of those and not uh, 
be too messy. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while, but and it's also really pretty. Mm -hmm. It's a um, if I remember properly, you know, they put the cucumber slice in it, so it kind of yes. cascades down the mm -hmm. glass. It looks really lovely. Yeah, and it doesn't have. I mean, it doesn't appear anyway. It's very drinkable, but it isn't one of those that you're going to walk be sloppy, sloppy. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. And the present, you're right. The presentation is beautiful. That's really everything for the moment you walk in. You know that this is a dialed in space and yeah. it's all intentional. And that goes with their cocktails as well. Uh, but this place is, you know, it's fun. They also do their slushies, which. Oh, I, mean, I have not had a slushie oh, there. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we can go on a date. Yes, and, we uh, should do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy you a slushie. Uh, they're also, they have a great sense of humor. Uh, uh, for all the It's Always Sunny fans out there, my favorite slushie is named the Master of Karate and Friendship. And uh, that's a rum cocktail. It's mixed with rosé and then a strawberry blend. So, Whoa. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a strawberry pina colada-y kind of okay. thing. But it's, uh, it's great. It, yeah. It's delicious. So. And Hey Love um, is great. You mentioned the hotel lobby part. It's very seamless. You just walk up a couple stairs and then you're suddenly in this other space. You can mm -hmm. bring your cocktails. You can bring your food over there. Yeah. And in that space, you can bring your dog. Oh. Yes. I did not know yes. that. All right. That's right. Your All dog's right. named Samson. 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 Yeah, so the two of you could go on a date night there. Yes. Yeah. I know. We've been spending too much time at home lately. He deserves to get out a little bit. Well, then there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, daddy doggy date night at Hey Love. That's it's gonna, right. It's going to come. All you know, right. everybody needs a little love. Valentine's is the perfect time to do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. So, uh, you know, I was talking about the corners you could kind of sneak off into in the Hey Love. Yes. And that really brings me up to another topic I want to talk okay. about is... Uh, some of the best places in town where you can sneak a smooch with your date Love if it. it's going okay. well, right? Exactly. So you can uh, do what you need to do and not look like a... Right, like not a, too much public <laughs> displays of affection. Right. No one but you're off in the corner. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Then you're just the person in the corner. That's better. Um, but there's some, there's some nice, intimate, kind of private places here in town that I like to recommend. Uh, another one, and... Uh, we debated on this before we recorded it, just yeah. exactly how this is pronounced, but uh, oh. Voicey? Voicey? Yes, uh, it's V-O-Y-S-E-Y, for those of you who are like, what is, what are, what's what? he saying? Yeah. Boise, Idaho? <laughs> yes, go to the it's town Bo of Boise for the best, the best dating. <laughs> it um, could be, no idea, but... Boise, we love you. We're but sure it's Boise, places. yes, yes. Uh, Boise. continue, yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's in the basement of Loyal Legion, mm -hmm. which in its own right is a fantastic yeah. bar, and I like to spend time there. But the basement, uh, you go down a set of stairs, and suddenly you're in this whole new, you know, kind of cocktail lounge. It's got a speakeasy yeah. vibe a bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I wish I could say what I recommend for cocktails, but their menu's always changing. So by the time right. that I recommend something <laughs> here, you're not going to get it next week. But they are reliably great. Yes. Uh, that is certainly true. And they have this one little corner, which I think is really fun. So the space used to be uh, the gym for the Portland Police Athletic Association. That's right. Yeah, and the old sauna they converted into a little more intimate nook. And um, it's a great place where you can really have some privacy. You can really just have a good conversation without worrying about you know, eavesdropping or uh, <laughs> people just getting up in your business. And uh, it's a great space. Right. Matt told me that it had been the old sauna for the police. Um, and I was like, what are you talking about? It just would never. I mean, they really did this major transformation. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it is beautiful. It's really plush. It's a little, um, you know, kind of that the art deco feel like the Driftwood has. That It has that as well. I mean, everything's very intentional. Voise, however we actually pronounce the person's <laughs> name. Uh, he was a lauded designer. 
mm-hmm. and it you that it shows it's reflected Definitely. in how gorgeous the space is. So the name is space. is really appropriate. Yeah, but that little nook is very special. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a yes. special nook. Uh, then I was going to say um, another one, another place I really like, uh, Thelonious Wines. The wine. Oh, shop. agreed. Oh, great. It's so great. It's a wonderful wine shop in the Pearl District, kind of on the quieter side, you know, Ninth and Hoyt area. Right. And it's a really just lovely bottle shop in general. And they do some wines uh, by the glass. Um, overall, it's, it's just a, a really wonderful place. Uh, but they have the upstairs area there, which is really cute and cozy and not used a ton, I think, compared to uh, downstairs. And it's a nice place to, you know, again, you know, order a bottle of wine, go upstairs, and you can have, you know, some one-on-one time with Right, there's a sweet little couch up there, mm-hmm. and then some, um, and a few games that you can choose yeah, if you want, that sort certainly. of thing. And like a couple little tables, but it's very intimate. People don't realize they can go up there, I think. That might be it. Right? Well, it's like, not, just travel up the now. stairs. Now it's gonna, <laughs> yes. not everyone's going to be up <laughs> right. there. The secret's so, out. But it has some, uh, some really amazing, I don't know who the artist is, but it's got some great art on the walls up there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Certainly. I would not have thought of that yeah. for this, but that, yeah, it is a very sweet space. Yeah, it's such a well-curated uh, wine selection that they have there as well. Yes, it's the owner's Arden. Yes. Yeah, yeah so, so they know what they're up punch. to. Yeah. yeah, Kelsey knows what she's up to with wine. She's mm-hmm. a sommelier, so she, that reflects <laughs> at the Lonius. Yeah. Uh, and a little hot tip here for you. Uh, their happy hour, all their wines by the glass are half off. So oh, I did not know. It is true. Taking a note. Taking <laughs> yeah, a note right so, now. <laughs> uh, that is a, a very good deal um, because... Um, they have some really special wines to share yeah. with you. So yeah. I, I would recommend that. I think it's a great place to go, you know, if you have a reservation at Arden or if you're going to walk in, but it's not quite the time. It, Thelonious is really close, so it's a great place to mm-hmm. kick off. That e- that portion of your evening can start at Thelonious. You know you're going to have, they have a tightly curated kind of little snacky list mm-hmm. that goes well with the wines. But knowing that they're half off is also great. Yeah, certainly. And then you can easily walk, what, two blocks or not, so? Not I mean, it's all, really yeah. close. Well, that's a good little dating tip right there. There Anyhow, we go. <laughs> just, you know, kind of set up a couple different places to go. Right, because you, you want know. the secondary location at least, right? Oh, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That, uh... <laughs> I'm sure there's some dating book that explains why you want that, but it's well, just right. a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're maybe dating, you know, if you're already a very established couple and you're like, hey, oh, it's date night. Okay, maybe you just go to one place mm-hmm. because then you got to go get home to the kids or whatever. This is not my life, so I don't know. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but otherwise, in the world of dating, right, you always have that secondary you have the one place you're going to go and then the secondary place and usually a third in case it's going well. That's really well. Yeah. <laughs> That's really Certainly. well. Certainly. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure we can find some of those for people too. Right. Uh, they need to open a third place and you can just keep it in the family entirely, right? <laughs> right. Right. We'll right. Talk. We've got good ideas for them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to them. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I wanted to mention for kind of intimate spaces uh, Falling back on me, never knowing how to pronounce anything properly. Lecave? Oh, right. right. Or Les Caves, if you want to be just real. Real literal. Yeah. L-E-S, new word, caves. Yes. So I don't think it's Les Caves, but I just like to imagine a guy behind the bar like, hey, I'm Les Caves. Come get in. You know, it's another wine bar, but it's fantastic. It's, you know, Northeast Alberta. It's behind a strip of um, other businesses. You get down a flight of stairs, and you're suddenly in an old boiler room. It kind of feels like you're drinking in a bunker or something. It does feel like that. It's all very cement. Yes. 
right? Which does not sound appealing, but it actually is very appealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a lovely space. And then there's uh, where I think they took the actual boiler out is now an alcove within there. And it's a raised separated space that has a couch and it's a coveted seat. Uh, you yeah. have to, you know, kind of throw some elbows to get it. But or get there really early, which is what true. I do. <laughs> you know, and the best dates start at like four in the afternoon. So yeah. I think. <laughs> right, you either can be done with it and you're out of there by 5.30. Or if it's going really well, starting early, you know, extends the time yeah, you can spend together. you get to that together. third location. That's right. right. So, That's right. Yeah, they, uh, you know, their wines kind of range between 9 to $15 a glass. Uh, they've got some really great relationships with a couple local wineries here, both Ovum and Golden Cluster. One of the things I really like, though, is you can do the wine man's pick. It's a $12 glass, and that's something that's not on the menu. Uh, and they won't tell you what it is until oh. you're pretty much done with it. Ooh, okay. So it's kind of how do you broaden your horizons? Yeah. Uh, how do you learn about wine at a price that's reasonable? I think the last time I did that there, I was served uh, an orange wine. And okay. I didn't even know that was a thing at that okay. point. So that right. was, so it was yeah. a new, a little education. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a really sweet spot. And yes, that coveted little cutout. Yeah. It has one little couch. So you do want to be, you know, we want to like the person that you're going to step <laughs> with. And it takes a little bit to get up there. That's true. Right. So, you know, I would recommend as somebody who only wears dresses that, you know, think about that when you're trying to crawl up there yeah, to get in. Yeah, do your stretches too, <laughs> probably. Uh, um, yeah, you maybe you want to have somebody boost you up and also, you know, kind of watch your skirt <laughs> while you're getting up there. But once you're up there, then they take care of you too, right? So uh, they'll come over, get your order, keep your glasses refilled. And they, uh, as I recall, I mean, they have a really tasty grilled cheese. Yeah. Right? They do. They do. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> they do, which sometimes you don't think of that to go with wine, but sometimes that just hits the spot. Really, what does grilled cheese not go with? Well, though? these are very good questions for us to ponder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Matt, um, before we kind of move on to other great places, do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what's your love life like? What's my love yeah, life yeah. like? Uh, well, there is a, a very nice gentleman in my life. Okay. His name, his name is Ben. And uh, we've been seeing each other for, depends on when you start, I guess. Well, but, yeah. You know, six months, nine months, around okay. that. So, That's uh, a big difference, 90 day difference. Oh my gosh. You know. what, do you, what do you count as the what start? What do I count? Yeah. Um, well, we first started talking, I, I'm more on the nine month side. Okay. But he's, he's, a, he's an engineer. He's, a very, he's very literal with things. And I think he okay. counts from the very first day I referred to him as my boyfriend. Oh, so that's when it's like, like that launched yeah, it. Yeah, okay. like, okay, clock resets. So I'm like, all right. But um, like, well, we knew each other for 90 days before. Yeah, so we, well, we you have, have two anniversaries. We have some discrepancies there, but it doesn't really matter long run. Uh, yeah. We like each other. So, oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's going well. It's, it's new, it's fresh, but uh, we're having a good time. And, you know, by virtue of uh, dating me and my job and my life, he right. gets to come to these places too. So yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. So I guess I'm totally generalizing here, but you know, <laughs> as the engineer brain, may not other you know this would not be the kind of thing he would do, right? To get out and go to all of these places as much. I mean, he's found some really great things for us to do. Oh, so, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So certainly that's not the case, but. Um, 
you know, when you're dating the community director for Yelp, it generally oh, right. falls. Like, Guess what? We're going out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, it lands on me quite often yeah. to uh, share new places with my friends and family. And I'm happy to do it, especially in a city like Portland. Uh, there's always new things showing up here. And yeah, I true. work for one of the best ways to find out about them. So it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a real win-win for me and the people in my life. I exactly. I know. Yeah. Jeez. So, Lucky this, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of him, uh, another list I had was great first date spots. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and I believe, um, if you're judging by my time frame, I think one... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Rome, nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, one of these was one of the places I took him on our first okay. date. Okay. Uh, but these are all places that kind of have a built-in activity or a built-in interaction. Very smart. Uh, just break the ice and kind of shift some of the... Uh, conversation onto a third party, which yeah, is that's really smart, really useful. I think that is, you know, something people don't think enough about. But it, you know, it's a lot of pressure to even ask for the date and then to arrange it, the whole thing, and then there's just that uh, tension about, okay, well, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, then you have to be charming. You should be charming the whole time. (laughs) But if you do, but if there's an activity, then you start focusing on that, and it just, Mm -hmm. and then an hour or so goes by, right? And then you can ease into it. I think this is wonderful. Yeah. So, where did you go on your first date? Uh, We went to (laughs) Chandelier. Have you Uh been? I just went for the first time last night. What? You I know. Think? Loved it. Oh, it's so great. Uh, so the person that's running that now, her name's Justine. And so she, uh, we chatted last night over sake and uh, she's going to be on the podcast coming up. Oh, fantastic. I look yeah. forward to hearing Very that. excited. But yeah. yes, that's a great date oh, spot. It's wonderful. Oh my gosh. It's so small. It's a tiny little, like maybe 10 people bar yeah. uh, at Southeast 14th and Ankeny. Mm-hmm. And uh, they specialize in sake, and they are so knowledgeable. It blows my mind how much they know, and they're so eager to share that knowledge with you. Uh, Agreed. What I suggest doing is going in and ordering two of the sake flights, one for you, one for your date. Oh, nice. And they will make them up on the spot. It's not a set, this is what our flight is. It's whatever they're excited about at that time. And they, I think you probably have to indicate that you're interested, but they will really talk to you about all the intricacies of the product. So you get a little bit of beverage knowledge there at the same time. And I think most people aren't too knowledgeable about sake. I think that's true. I mean, I drink it. (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't tell you much about it other than maybe the base basics. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, and Justine really does know what she's talking mm-hmm. about. And again, if you kind of give her the nod, she will talk to you about it. Otherwise, she's kind of back up and yeah. like. And they've got the you know record player, so she's spinning mm-hmm. vinyl. It's just a very sweet spot. It's a yeah. cute little sexy spot. Kind of has a Twin Peaks vibe to it. I think. Yo, oh, you're totally right. Yeah. It's that red neon mm-hmm. or something, and then the red velvet curtains. Yeah, and the black and white checker floor. Yeah, it's, good. yeah. it's just cool. Just it's undeniably cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, DIY bar on North Vancouver. North Vancouver. Oh, I've never been. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, drinks are pretty basic. It's going to be, you know, local beer, wine, cider. But fortunately, we live somewhere where that local beer, wine, and cider is outstanding. <laughs> right. Right? So Hard that's to go great. wrong, right? But this is the type of bar where not only do they have their drink menu, but they have a craft menu also. 
So mm -hmm. you can pick what it is you want to make. And it's very tactile. It's very it's DIY bar. You know, you build uh -huh. it yourself. So uh, you can do macrame. You can do leather oh, work. Oh yes, you okay, do... yes, yes. But I didn't. I did not understand at all that. Also, is a cocktail bar. Is that what you're saying too? Well, I mean, it's a bar bar. I mean, I think that you would want to do a project if you went in there. You know, you wouldn't yeah. go there just to have a drink. But you're like, hey, let's go build something. Right. And so have as a couple we're saying, like we're that activity it. thing, especially for the for new dates. Yes. Oh, so this even is smart. if the date's terrible, you never see them again. You have a you have a souvenir, <laughs> or you have a reminder not to see that person again. I will keep saying consolation prize, right? And what did you do there? Well, so oh, when you God. went with Ben for your the first time? Oh no, he and I have not gone there. Oh, together, sorry, Ben. So no, <laughs> uh, I've been here with groups, but okay. I just knew that it seemed yeah, like a great, great. date. Spot. Okay, and uh, what did you take home? I have done macrame there, and I've also done a. I made a little leather case for a flask. Oh, so okay. like it's kind of like a make your own oh, flask. This is you dye fun. the leather, you sew it together, you stamp it, all of that. And they let you know how many hours they take, how long the, how long the project is, right. uh, and the price points and all of that. It's really fun. Oh, that is really yeah, fun. It's okay. Worth checking out. Very sweet. Yeah, and then another one I want to mention is Botanist Bar back here in the Pearl, uh, Northwest 13th and Lovejoy. Right. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's uh, you know technically a gin bar. That's what they call it. But I really think that their cocktail and spirits selection is so much more diverse. That would suggest. Yes, yeah. I agree. It is also a little subterranean. Mm -hmm. You go down a few stairs, and then here you are in this sort of dark green like foresty greens mm -hmm. um and and black is kind of the theme i guess yeah. like the colors and you know did you see they rebranded as botanist house did you that see is that true yeah yeah so yes. i haven't touched base with with anyone there robbie or ian I, I don't know much about that but i'm very intrigued well i'm meeting I, with them next week so oh you are i'll, I'll give you the insight yeah too. i'm assuming that's because Again, just a guess, but they really have a nice food program there. They're pushing it heavy. And when you know, when you say botanist bar, people go right into that, of course. But mm -hmm. here with the OLCC, uh, listeners, as we talked about uh, on the episode of Right at the Fork with Chris, where he interviewed me, we talked about the OLCC a little bit and how it can be annoying, I suppose, but. As guests, we're very lucky oh, yeah. in that places that have cocktails have to have food, otherwise they get closed down. So because of that, they have to have amazing food to compete. And they have to have, bars have to have three different things that could equal a full plate of hot food. So what that means is, sure, you can get peanuts and stuff too. Go right ahead, just have a snack snack. But you can also get really great hot food from places. Oh, yeah. So that changes the game completely, Certainly. right? So well, I don't think the food scene would be nearly what it is in Portland if it weren't for what bars are bringing to the table as well. Exactly, and that's what was Chris's point too. Um, Chris Angeles, right at the fork. That's what he was saying as well. That it changes the game all the way around because restaurants know they have to compete against bars and vice versa, and it, and so it just elevates the everyone. Realizes they have this competition, so I think that is very true. That it has changed the game, and Chris listed it as one of the top two things that he loves about Oregon. 
truly, because it's statewide. Certainly. So anywhere you go, you're, you know, you walk into a bar and they're going to have some really great food. I know it sounds like a joke. We walk into a bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It took a while to get used to, or to fully appreciate when I first moved here, but now I don't think I could ever go back. Yeah. yeah. It would be interesting, right? To just see, oh, there are peanuts and popcorn on, on a menu. Right. Or something's like, um, well, now where is the really beautiful five course tasting menu I know. along with my gimlet? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't offer that? Yeah. But Botanist Bar is beautiful. It's and they are such such sweet people. The hospitality is, it is wonderful. fantastic. They take great care of you. You know, you go in once and you are truly a friend. You go back and you're you know you're gonna get hugged. <laughs> you know, speaking of dates, I actually went to Botanist Bar one time and um, got stood up. Oh, I know it was good terrible. place to be stood up. I guess. I know and. Uh, the bartender felt uh, pity upon me, oh, and nice. uh, he hooked me up with a couple free drinks, and like he said, he would come back and take care of me, and told me, if I, if I toot my own horn a little bit, told me <laughs> I was too handsome to stand up, and Very good. I was like, you know what, Botanist Bar, you got a fan. You just got, you just <laughs> right. gotta feed my ego a little bit, and then I'll and then I'll talk about you on the podcast. I guess. Yeah, right. You're like, hey, that seems really smart, but yeah. that's good, great hospitality Definitely. and true. When they're pointing out, like, hey, this is ridiculous. What do you mean you got stood up? <laughs> I'm sorry that happened. Oh, it's it probably is it's rare. a jungle out there. It's a jungle out there. <laughs> uh, but I bet that's rare for you, though. Oh well, these days, yeah, I'm not I'm not going. You're like Ben, where are you? Yes, Ben. Ben, don't stand me. <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening. Uh, but anyhow, Botanist Bar, uh, if you do want to just do a regular gin drink, their olive oil washed martinis, outstanding. It's got uh, orange bitters to kind of brighten up the whole drink. Right. But what I think is super exciting is their Tuesday nights, which are experimental cocktail nights. Yes. Now, a large portion of their menu now has been developed through this program. And what it is on every Tuesday, uh, you can get all night long three different cocktails for their regular happy hour prices. And um, they just ask you to give them feedback about them. Yes. And a lot of those drinks end up on their full menu, which I think is a really cool thing. And then they also serve a mystery cocktail where they tell you nothing about it. Yeah. And you have to guess the three key ingredients that it's made of. If you get all three, uh, you win a $100 gift card to the, to the business. Yeah, um, which is big, 100 bucks. That's that's great. That'll buy some drinks. That'll buy you and your date some drinks. Right. Uh, <laughs> I will say that I've tried it a couple times, and then and if we have talked ourselves into being completely confident in our selections. We're like, this is the one. <laughs> we know it. And then we were 100 percent wrong. <laughs> all right, three like, oh, were wrong. All the things I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but still, it's fun, and it gives you and your date something to work on together. Yes, that's a great idea. Nice. I love that. I like it. I love that. I think that. Yeah, that's a good idea. And they also do the, I think, okay, is this right? Wednesday evenings, they do a food program, a specific thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's their, it's their chef's table tasting menu type thing. I forget what they call the specific right. name, but every Wednesday. And then they announce it ahead of time so you can purchase tickets ahead. And February, they have some really interesting ones coming up, right? You had mentioned them. There was like one that's like focused on ketchup, which I am a fan. <laughs> that, that's pretty mind blowing. Right. Yeah, ketchup. And they just did a potato drinks. specific one, mm -hmm. the hot potato. They called it. It's always has a fun name too. Yeah, it. They, yeah, whoever comes up with them is 
is pretty witty. You and there's tell. one, I think it's February, around fermentation. Or maybe that's for the cocktails. It's a fermented cocktail yes, piece. Yes, certainly. Which is, you know, so smart. But, you know, they make it intriguing and fun. And, yeah. yeah that I'm space a, is really, people should explore it. Even if you're not on a date. Even just for friends. Go go to Botanist Bar. You know, Botanist I, House now. Botanist House. I, um, you know, and don't be afraid to go alone, right? Because then you get to sit at the bar. And this goes with food, too. You get to sit at the bar. And they're open to hi who are you what's going on if you need to start the conversation do that and you're going to make a friend oh yeah right well, it's a it's a it's easy to be able to you know take a lift home so you can be safe but you can also go out have a couple of drinks and certainly. just enjoy the city without having to entertain oh, yeah. anyone else of course, sometimes yeah <laughs> and it could be a whole other segment on your podcast yeah. but there's so many great spaces just like bring a book drink some wine drink a cocktail Ooh, and just matt's got good ideas enjoy the city on your own <laughs> i think that is very very true so we've got a couple more minutes Anything else? Any other tips that you want to share? Uh, I've got a like quick, like, a lightning round list yes, of please. other places I love the I lightning want to round. shoot please, out. Let's do it. Places I like to go on dates. Uh, Alibi Tiki Lounge, because, yes. I mean, who doesn't like tiki drinks? You can share them. And, yep. you know, they got the ones with the big straws, and it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. And if you if it goes well enough, you have too many tiki drinks, you can go sing karaoke there. Do you sing karaoke, Joy? I do not. Oh, that's I disappointing. Do not. Well, I love to support. Okay. You're a cheerleader. You're, you're an enthusiast. <laughs> I'm right. an enthusiast, but, right. you know, singing in the shower and then I'm out. All you right. know? <laughs> uh, beyond that, I want to I mention Le Chan. Uh, that is, first of all, my very favorite restaurant in town. Uh, just yeah. hands down, I adore it. Their cocktail list is great. Uh, the bar is beautiful with these jellyfish tanks. And then they serve something called the What the Chef is Drinking. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Fat-washed, barrel-aged cachaça. Uh, it's smoked. Uh, it has dark rum, uh, molasses, orange peel. It's just such a good drink. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't been, uh, do check it out. It's a really beautiful space. And Chef Jocko Smith is just, he's just doing some fabulous food. Uh, and I think a lot of people kind of miss it. It's on NATO Parkway. Anyway, yeah. I, I totally agree. And then one last place I really want to mention, uh, the waiting room uh, in the Alphabet District. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's more for a meal than maybe just pop in for a cocktail, but they do have really wonderful champagne cocktails. Uh, the Easy Lover, uh, first of all, thematic, the name. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it's bubbles with gin, St. Germain, and lemon. Uh, and then they have a really great oyster menu. You can just do regular mm -hmm. on the half shell or do barbecued ones uh, served with caviar, all that. So you can make an occasion mm -hmm. of it. And then their, their full menu uh, is very heavily Southern. So, um, you know, yeah. depending, you can go fancy, you can go home style, you can do anything. The waiting room is a great place to take someone if you want to impress them. I completely agree. These are excellent suggestions well thank you <laughs> like, well thank you so much this has been really fun uh matt's a great time uh and if you want to know anything about food and drink i mean as the communications and marketing director <laughs> for yelp you know what's going on i think you're on the pulse of the scene in portland right uh, i try yeah so <laughs> well, you're doing it <laughs> thank you thank you yeah you can follow along with what we're doing uh on instagram is the best place uh uh, it's at Yelp PDX, and then of course you can just find me on Yelp. And how do we find you on Yelp? How do you find me on Yelp? Yes. Well, uh, the easiest way is to, I say easiest way, <laughs> uh, if you go to yelp.com slash elite, there will be a link to okay. my profile. All uh, right. So that's the page for um, 
education our Yelp Elite squad, which oh, is kind of our okay. super influencers, uh, uh -huh. you know, best users type thing. All right. And do you want to give yourself a shout out on Instagram? Myself a shout out yeah. on Instagram? Oh yeah, I could do yeah, that. Uh, if do you want to, if you just want to follow me, which is mostly just pictures of my dog. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Which isn't bad. I follow. Samson's adorable. <laughs> oh, Samson. Uh, I'm at Ahoy Maddie. So uh, like Ahoy Matey, but Maddie, M-A-T-T-E-Y. Exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh, Matt, this is was so much fun to spend oh, time with you. And the list is fantastic. Thank so you. listeners, again, please uh, listen to the show and give feedback. So I am available at drinkablepdx at gmail.com, the joy of drinking podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and of course, Instagram, the joy of drinking podcast, as well as my personal account, JC plays with food. Uh, your feedback's really, really important and meaningful. And if you do have shows that you want to suggest i am so open to hearing that anyway and a big shout out again to elena springs here at woven wineworks she has her valentine's day seducing the senses event coming up so definitely check that out and matt thank you so much for hey this thank you list. i had a great time thank you thank you thanks listeners the joy of drinking podcast is brought to you by the toro bravo inc restaurant group Serving Portland since 2007 at Toro Bravo, Mediterranean Exploration Company, Tasty and Alder, Tasty and Daughters, Shalom Y'all, Bless Your Heart Burgers, and Gastronomic Society and Event Space, Palazzo del Toro. For restaurant and event information, visit torobravoinc.com. Dupan's Markets, inspiring you with the best in food and wine. Local, family-owned Zupan's Markets provides a unique grocery shopping experience for Portland food lovers. Excellent products sourced locally and from around the globe with delicious chef-prepared meals for your convenience on West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Visit Zupan's.com and sign up for your exclusive deals and promotional offers. Ringside Hospitality Group. Owned by the Peterson family for 75 years, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a Portland landmark, famous for its steaks, world-renowned onion rings, and unsurpassed service. And now, with extended happy hours, where you can enjoy a wide array of dishes on the bar menu for half off. Visit ringsidesteakhouse.com and make a reservation today. And by Portland Food Adventures. Join right at the Four Coast Chris Angeles for once-in-a-lifetime luxury food and wine vacations with his Portland chef and artisan friends in 2020. Urdaneta's Javier Canteras takes you to magical Spanish Basque Country for 10 days in April or explore beautiful and rustic Western Sicily in October. Contact Chris Angeles through PortlandFoodAdventures.com. Today, I am so lucky to be back at Purrington's. I hadn't been for years, and if you haven't been to Purrington's for a while, they've got some new owners and some new excitement happening, happening here. And I'm with Garrett Simpson and Helen Harris, the new owners, and we're with a whole, whole host of cats today. I'm so excited. They are adorable, and I've already told myself that I can't take anybody home because my home is already full enough. And I asked Garrett and Helen to be on the program today because it is Valentine's, and for me, as many of you know, I have a single lifestyle uh, and I pour all of my love and attention into my two cats. So Purrington's came to my attention and of course I immediately reached out to Garrett and Helen to ask if they would be on the show today. And here we are. Thanks for being here, you two. Thank you for Thanks coming to for visit coming. with us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, so why don't you tell listeners a little bit about 
what inspired you to take over Purrington's, to reinvigorate it, and what you're doing differently this time around. So we first visited Purrington's as a result of Garrett volunteering at Cat Adoption Team, which is the partner shelter for Purrington's. And he actually met the previous owners while delivering cats from the shelter to Purrington's and oh. got to know them that way. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been, did you volunteer with them? I volunteered for four years. Okay. And not long at all. Not long at all. <laughs> not committed not whatsoever. Com not committed whatsoever. <laughs> Every Monday for four years I was in their hospital and then whenever I had the time I would do other volunteer activities, one of which was transporting cats to and from the shelter to Purrington's. Okay, so that was your introduction. Yes. And then you fell in love with the concept and when it came up for sale then it just was a natural fit? We felt like we had to do it because we, a while ago, we lived in Birmingham, Alabama and we always joked about the idea of having a bar slash cat adoption center. Oh. And then Purrington's happened and I began bringing cats from Purrington's. Helen and I would come and visit. And then when the original owners decided that they were going to be moving away and putting the business up for sale, we had many conversations and it was one of those things where it felt like it was almost too good to be true. We had joked about doing this sort of thing for so long uh, right. that it finally fell into our laps and if we didn't actually do it, then the past 15 years would all be for naught, essentially. Well, we would have regretted it, yeah. I think. So we definitely um, had lots of discussions, and at first it seemed kind of like a crazy idea. Mm -hmm. But the more we talked about it, the more real it started to feel. Garrett's background is in food and beverage. It's oh. sort of a combination of the things that we love. We really love food and beverage and hospitality, mm -hmm. and we really love cats. So it seemed like the perfect combination of things for us. And so now you said, Garrett, that you had a food and beverage background. Yes. Or Helen said that about you. So can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, so I had never cooked until we moved out here to Portland. So I Professionally. Professionally. <laughs> I had uh, worked in a different career and decided that I needed to do something that I felt better about and okay. feel better about myself doing. Ended up going to Oregon Culinary Institute mm -hmm. and did their accelerated program and absolutely loved it. Out of that, I became an extern at Screen Door. Uh -huh. So I was an extern there for, I believe, a month, month and a half before they invited me to join their team, which I was incredibly That's excited. A big I was incredibly yeah. excited about because this was 2000, I think, nine, 2010 when I was when I was there. So they were still, they were a very popular place, but at the same time, they were still gaining momentum, and. Coming from the South, I was like, this is the perfect combination for me. So I was thrilled to be working at Screen Door. Absolutely loved the place and the people. They were incredibly great. I can't even imagine a better first oh, job cooking. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. And so you did that? Did that for a couple years and then just through chance ended up working at Evo, which was a part of Pasta Works. It used to be on Hawthorne. And through that, um, had the great honor of working with my now dear friend, uh, Kevin Gibson, and got to work underneath him. Oh, and that's big. Learned, yeah, it was absolutely huge. Yeah. And I knew a little bit about him going in, and my friend Dan, who I used to work with at Screen Door, who is now the chef there again, um, he's like, you can't pass up this opportunity. So I went and worked and learned a ton. Mm -hmm. um, mine and Kevin's personalities are very similar. 
okay. and that we tend to be very quiet and we just sort of look and listen. I just watched Kevin and listened to Kevin do everything that I possibly could. Um, and then when Kevin decided to open up Davenport, he asked if I would come along to help oh. him open that. Well, wow, that's big. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was huge. Um, and again, it was another learning experience. Right. Um, I uh, immensely enjoyed working side by side with him for all of that time and miss it dearly to this day. Do you? Yes. Okay. Yes. And how long ago was that? Davenport opened up in the fall of 2013 and then I was there for the first year. Gosh, I think of it as such a fixture of that neighborhood that it feels like longer. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're into seven years there, but for some reason to me, if you had said, you know, 2010, I would have easily agreed with that because it's just an important staple. I don't think it gets enough attention, but it's busy enough, I it's, think, it's, right? So the people that know, know. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just not, this isn't saying this in a negative way. It's just simple food done really well that's very ingredient driven. Yeah. Those and, scallops. Yes. <laughs> I dream of those scallops. Yep. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever cooked scallops with him, he's like, nope, that's too long. He's yeah. like, wait, it doesn't seem long enough. He's like, nope, it's too long. So, like, okay, learning, learning, yeah. learning. <laughs> and then enough people tell you that the scallops are great, and you're like, I guess he knows a thing or two. Right, and I'm sure that, uh, I'm guessing, so Purrington's, you have this very nice drink list here, and I'm guessing that the wine list may have been inspired a little bit by Kevin's. So I learned, <laughs> I definitely learned a lot about wine when I was working at Evo, um, and then learned more working under Kevin at, at Davenport and then his business partner, Kurt, who runs the yes. bar program there. Yeah. But then also I've had the honor of the past four years of working at Division Wines on Division oh, Street. Okay. So they were initially a neighborhood bottle shop and then four years ago decided to build a bar. Mm -hmm. I had always been a customer of the shop. Helen and I had always been customers of the shop because it's in our neighborhood. Okay. And then they asked me to join them when they opened the bar to sort of help get with the little bit of food that they do going, uh -huh. and then essentially I got paid to learn about wine every single day. These are some esteemed places that you've been. I've been incredibly fortunate in the people that I've had the honor to work with. Well, it must be your personality that comes across somehow. <laughs> Maybe. I think that Garrett's a really hard worker, and he puts his head down and puts his yeah. work in, and I think people really value that. And you must have a very good re reputation to have people hear about you and... Uh. I just do what I was raised to do, which is show up and work hard and try and take care of people. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, it doesn't seem anything out of the ordinary to me. It's like somebody's gonna pay me to do something, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna do as best I can and learn from it. Well, I'm sure that you saw working in food and beverage how much that is that doesn't happen. Right. right? That people do not have enough of that, just that work ethic. Of like, oh, I said I'd be here at a certain time, I get here early, I've got my apron on, I'm ready to roll, uh, and if I can't show up, I'm going to let you know in advance. All of those basic things, all right, are not basic anymore. Right. Right. Restaurants certainly have that major struggle constantly and have now for years of just having the hardest time trying to get people to even show up for the interview. Right. Right? Much less actually get them trained up and ready to roll. So It makes me sad to hear when people are like, I just need a warm body. Like yeah. that's all they need is a warm body and Woo! we'll make the Cats. rest of we'll make the rest of it work. So right, yeah, that that's I mean you can go back to that anytime you want there, to. There you go. <laughs> so I think a lot of the wine list we have here at Purringtons is a combination of everything that Garrett has learned from working mm -hmm. in food and then working with Will and Danielle at Division Wines and their wine knowledge is right. just immense. So. 
Yeah. Um, we've sort of chosen things that we think will be drinkable on their own mm -hmm. or will pair well with the food that we offer, um, which is really just ingredient-driven quality. Um, pretty simple, but we think it's super tasty and we think we want people mm -hmm. to come in and have snacks and drinks and not necessarily have to go into the cat lounge, but be able to hang out in the cafe and be a neighborhood place for people to come in yeah. and, and stop by. I really like this concept. I was a fan of Purrington's early days because, hey, cats, mm -hmm. drinks, fabulous. And I really like the revamp that you've done. So for listeners, when you're ready to come back into Purrington's, uh, it's a lighter look. There's more seating in the front, uh, and it's more food and, and beverage driven than it was before. They've got a really lovely curated wall of pins and mugs and cards that are really lovely. You know, Helen, that's all you, it sounds like. Yeah, and Thank you. Yes. some things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but it's got a really nice feel. It just is lighter all the way around, uh, which is just nice to see. I think it was the right move. It was fun, right? But everything needs a refresh. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you knew the previous owners. Um, and so that's also a nice advantage too, right? Everybody's wishing each other well. Absolutely. So now, Helen, what did you do before? I was actually a librarian uh -huh. at a law firm downtown. Really? Um, so I worked there for about five years. Um, and I think that a lot of the things I learned professionally, being a librarian, you are always researching and completing projects. And I feel like it helped a lot with sort of getting this place open. Um, I've been able to apply some of that here. Um, but really, I think it's just been like putting in the work and, and really wanting the mission of the place to be about helping cats find permanent homes. Um, so during the time that we were renovating, I went to cat adoption team and became an adoption counselor. So I shadowed um, and had a mentor there who sort of took me through the training to become an adoption counselor and I can facilitate all of those adoptions here so that people can come in, place a hold on a cat, and then a few days later we can do the adoption interview and they get to bring the kitty home. Right, and it sounds like it's been very successful already. We've had lots of adoptions. Um, I think since the October 16th opening, there have been about 80, 85 cats. Wow, that is, that's a lot. I mean, you're like moving them in and out of here. It's, <laughs> it's really insane. And we just, we had to keep laughing about it because like it comes in bunches. Like one cat will get put on hold and literally these cats are showing up and then within 24 hours, lots of them are already being put on hold. And it's, it's really exciting, but it's also, it's challenging at the same time because people are wanting to take these cats home yeah. And there are some people who are looking to come in and adopt a cat, and then sometimes you have to be like, well, all of them are on hold right now, or all right. of them but one are on hold right now, and it makes it difficult for people who are really anxious and looking, and we feel bad, but it's like, mm -hmm. the cats are doing all the work themselves, and they're putting the on the, they're putting on like, the charm when they need myself. to. Yep. <laughs> we provide them a place to come and hang out, and we, right. in this environment, we feel like it allows their personalities to shine a little bit more. So listeners, I really wish that you could be here with me right now because uh, Garrett and Helen have some beautiful cats here. Looking at Roosevelt, uh, is, oh, the orange striped cat with the white boots. Uh, mm -hmm. He's very like, talkative. 
He likes to meow and tell you all about everything. I mean, this is a, they're just really, really sweet. Uh, and then we had Marcus here with us for a minute ago, and he's a beautiful black cat. Absolutely gorgeous, really sweet. And he's going home, it sounds like any Probably be going home tomorrow? in the next couple days. Yeah. So. Uh, and adopt, don't shop. There you go. Right, that's a big one. Yes. Oh my gosh, well let's take a few minutes to kind of get into the food program here. The menu looks really nicely, beautifully thought out. And again, uh, I want to take a minute to kind of talk about, for those people that don't want to make a reservation to come in and meet with the cats, there's plenty of external seating now to be able to just get a glass of wine, get a kombucha, get a salad. Let's look at this menu a little bit. I mean, there's like a beet sandwich. The Gilda sandwich sounds really good with white anchovies. Mmm, delicious. A, that was a fun one. That was a play off of an old sandwich that we used to do at Evo. Oh, really? It sounds really delicious. Liked. It had um, Spanish sardines. So on this one, we're doing bocarones. So the marinated white Spanish uh -huh. anchovies with pepar peppers and an olive, uh, alareña olive aioli. Oh, this is very nice. And you're working with Little T Baker right now. Yes. And then you're also going to be working with Jen and Bees. Yes. Right, so people are very excited about Jen and Bees. Yeah, they're doing some great stuff for us, and we're very happy to be working with them. Yeah, yeah that's we'll really have great. Some scones and savory and sweet and cookies. Um, they're doing sugar cookies that are cat shaped with oh. icing, um, which are a big favorite of customers. Oh, I'm who sure. Come in. Um, so, and then we're also doing um, a full espresso bar. So we have coffee from Junior's Roasting. Oh, I love them. Yeah, yeah. they're great. They're people. great people. Um, so we're hoping that people will stop in just for a coffee and a snack yeah. or beverage. And so for those people who may have allergies to cats, mm -hmm. so is it separated enough? I mean, it looks as if it is. Mm -hmm. But ventilation-wise, for someone to come in, they enjoy cats, but maybe they can't be near them. But this is a great way to, for them to get their fix. Yeah, so when we redesigned the space, we decided to add a bunch of windows so that you could actually sit in the cafe and not be in the lounge with the cats, but you can still see everything that's going on. There is no place in the cafe where you can't see what's happening with the people and the cats in the lounge. So whether it's We've had quite a few groups of people that come in and there's one or two people that are allergic, but they want to still see what's happening and hang out with their friends and family. So instead of having to kick right. them to the curb or send so them somewhere fun. else, they can sit out in the cafe, have a beer or wine or a coffee and still mm -hmm. sit and see what's happening and not feel like they're missing out on anything. Right. I mean, I think I would feel horrible if I couldn't be near cats, but... I wouldn't want to miss out on the joy of watching them. Because even now as we sit here, we've got some sleepers, of course, and we've got some runners that are playing around and doing their thing. So, you know, they're just a joy to watch, even if you aren't able to have one for whatever reason, allergies or your apartment manager doesn't allow it. But this, so this is the place to kind of get your fix, right? right. Yeah. So this place isn't for people who are just looking to adopt cats. It's not just for people who want to come in and hang out with cats or take pictures with cats. This is for people who want a cup of coffee or a sandwich or a glass of wine. This is for people who have live in a situation where they can't have a pet, like right. you mentioned, and they can come in and get their pet fixed. This is a place for people who have maybe lost an animal mm -hmm. and aren't ready to right. perhaps be around them again. We have quite a few people who have just sat in the cafe and watched and they're like, I'm not ready to go in and be with cats yet. 
We've had other people who oh. come into the lounge are like, this is the first time I've interacted with a cat since mine passed away. Yeah. And there are a lot of really great and interesting stories from the people who come in here. Oh, I'm is, sure. Which is really I'm fun. Sure. Like, once you get a chance to talk to people, like this whole place is about the people in addition to the cats and having a chance to communicate with people, find out their stories, find out the cat stories. There's a common overarching like bond of cats, which is this place. Yeah. But there's a whole lot going on underneath that and just people having conversations with each other. We feel like there's a sense of community here that's obviously at the beginning about kitties, but people end up talking to each other who've never met before in this room um, and just really get to know each other. We have people who, Sunday is our main day for regulars. Okay. And people are starting to come like, oh, I remember you from last week or I met you oh, a couple weeks amazing. ago. And people are starting up conversations. Oh, I love it. In the company of cats, <laughs> as opposed to just a bunch of strangers sitting around cats, ignoring each other. So it's yeah. been really cool to see like the neighborhood and the community aspects sort of start to blossom, which is what we really wanted to I think that's, that is here. lovely. I think that's really amazing. You were saying earlier we go through so many cats, which sounds terrible to say, but because so, well, many, because it's so, because so, so well. many cats are finding homes that there are constantly yes. new ones coming in. And I had a conversation yesterday with a gentleman who's like, I always look on your website and I bookmark cats that I might potentially oh. like to get. But by the time I can get in here, the cat is already on hold. So he's like, I just keep having to bookmark more and more and eventually my time will come where the cat that I really like is still going to be available for Right, me. oh gosh. I'm so glad to hear it's going so well for you, that you're going through cats so quickly, which yeah, does sound negative, till you realize this is a very good problem to have. <laughs> right, and I mean, you aren't able to see it because you're listening to this, but we do have a scoreboard in our cafe yes. where we change, it lists how many cats we've adopted out this month and then all time, wow. which includes the original Purringtons. Oh my gosh, 713 but it says. So, so the original Purringtons adopted out 628 cats in their four years. Wow. So. Oh, we, you're such a, oh wow. Yeah, so we started with 628, we're now up to 713, but... Since you opened on October 16th. October 16th, so okay. 80, 85 cats in just over three months. Yeah, so is, people, that means you really you really need that punch card. You're going to be, <laughs> need to get in here a lot. We constantly joke around with some of our coworkers that who can name all the cats or who can name the most cats that we've had in here. It's I like it. trying to remember Pi, but we're trying to remember all the cats that we've adopted out. But we feel really lucky that we've been able to continue the mission of the original Parentons yes. and add to that number. So it was important for us to start with their number mm -hmm. and just continue to add to it. I think this is fantastic. And I do remember when Parentons you know, landed in Portland that it was so exciting because we'd heard about these cat lounges mm -hmm. and hadn't seen anything like it. So that this is still going on and with a refresh, it's just very exciting. Oh, Marcus is here with us again. This is Crash. Oh, geez. Hi, Crash. Sorry. He's like, excuse me. Nope, I am not Marcus. Oops. He's been insulted. He's leaving me now. <laughs> so everyone, please come out and visit Purrington's. You don't have to make a reservation. You can just try your best to come in or you can sit towards the outside and look in. I know that's, again, that's a little confusing, but you'll get it the second you walk in the door, whether it's espresso and some granola in the morning or a glass of wine in the, or beer in the evening or the afternoon. I think you're open six days a week, every day but Monday, right? Exactly. This is fantastic. So Garrett and Helen, thank you so much. And kitties, thanks for having me here today. Any parting words before we sign off? We just look forward to having you in here as a guest and serving you and introducing you to a bunch of 
great cats and yeah we just are excited to meet as many people as possible and to we like serving people fabulous Thanks same thank coming. you thank you so much for having me and so listeners again this is our valentine's episode and you know if you've got big love for cats come to Purrington's because your heart will feel full even if you're doing a podcast <laughs> and not able to really cuddle with them at the moment. Anyway, thank you, Garrett and Helen, for being on the show. The Joy of Drinking podcast is produced by Joy Church, executive produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson in association with Right at the Fork.